It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks, a weekly podcast where two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, debrief over the week that was over a bottle of red wine. How do you think I'm doing it saying that? I think yeah, yeah, that just flowed off the tongue. Yeah. It was just straight into it. It sounds it like, like it's recorded. A AI bot yeah. <laughs> in action. But it sounds like it's pre-recorded. And then afterwards, I'm like, I'm not sure what to say it's here. It's great. One thing I want to play really, I want to get record soon is Zach does, sometimes he'll just like do a fake episode in the car yeah we'll be like and then it'll be like hello and welcome to after work drinks <laughs> we did that um the other day when we bought microphones so we don't always have to record at the studio because um pretty much every single week we can't do the time we're booked in and our yeah. producer currently hates us yes he also texts me about us not locking up right last week. Didn't we? I it was impossible. I know. It was literally impossible. And then, yeah, and then we left and I just forgot all about it and then just went home and a week goes by and he's like, hello, Isabel. I was like, I oh, literally shit. gave you one instruction. Yeah, and then I was like so frazzled. It was too tough yeah. for one for two women. I know. He was like, message me next time. Let me know. I don't know. Just anyway. Um, but we brought microphones and took them home and tested them out and I couldn't get them working so Anton yeah. had to come and sort it out with me and oh. then because of that we were recording on GarageBand and doing the podcast yeah. and so I was like welcome to After yeah. Work Drinks with Isabel <laughs> Truman and Anthony Yee. Well, Zach's always like when he's doing my face he's always like oh my god yes you're so right oh my god I talk like her. queer eye. I know <laughs> he makes me sound like Jonathan Van Ness. Um, how has your week been? It's been good it was my birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to me. Do, do, do. Yeah, well, you just got your present. 
I know. Izzy got me a facial for my birthday and I'm obsessed with it. With I'm facials. So excited. Yeah. It's like the best thing ever. Mm. And it's and going I was, to be a very... I was um, trying to talk to the girls at work, the beauty crew girls. Mm. Um, and I was like, excuse me, I need your expertise. I want to get my friend a facial. And then she kept like going off track. And she was like, what about a bottle of this funny gin and I was like I turned <laughs> around and I'm talking to the people who specialize in beauty for a reason she was like what a bottle what about a bottle of champagne I was like yeah what or a facial and then I realized <laughs> it was because they I didn't realize like I never really buy facials or anything like that because we're lucky uh, well, I mean I've had a few through it but not mm. even that many um and I just didn't really realize the cost, and so I was like, uh, "Oh, what are the what are the lovely spas?" And yeah. I like clicked on one, and it was like four hundred and fifty dollars for know. blah blah facial. It's this funny thing where because of work, we get you just don't know. We there are things that we just get that, and then we don't realize how much they cost. We're mm. like super spoiled. Like so, if we actually had to pay for them, we couldn't yeah. even do like anything. And then she, yeah, so she was like, "What no. about a bottle of Verve?" And I was like, "Oh, we get sent that sometimes." <laughs> She'll just think I had that under my desk. Exactly. And she was like, "Oh, what about a candle?" I was like, "Okay, she works at Harper's Bazaar." <laughs> In L Australia, I'm sure she has some Akoya at home. Akoya? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I was back in Perth for my birthday. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Where from? Spent time with the family. It was very relaxing. I saw a star is born late did to the you? party. You didn't? Oh, you did tell me. Yeah. And I, you said you were crying a lot and you're glad you're prepared and knew what the ending yeah, was. Yeah, I cried, like, like quite substantially. Like, I was kind of like, <laughs> like, like. Sobbing. Yeah, like noise. <laughs> Yeah, hysterical. I was say verbally. <laughs> um, and my mum was crying as well. And then the lights just blasted on at the end because it goes really sad, then just ends. And then yep. we were just like, no, oh my God. And my brother was like, oh. I always. <laughs> Did Callum cry? No. Hmm. Well, I don't think, yeah, we didn't cry. Mm. Um, but I cried at, I cried like in the seven minutes in when she like sang for the first oh, time. Oh, that's when I felt emotional. That was the best. All of it was um, so good. But I cry. At the smallest of things. Like, I'll mm. cry when an ad comes on the TV. I cry in MasterChef all the time. Yeah. Like, it's just a running joke that even at the start of the competition, when you don't even know the guy's name and he's had no airtime, I cry. Yeah. Because he's going to, he's like, his dream is now? over. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's hard. But um, I watched The Bodyguard. Same. Which I know you've watched as well. Yes. So good. We just binged it. I, like, when I go back to Perth, all I want to do is just sit on the couch with my family and just watch a TV show for ages. Yes. Like, it's really boring. Like, I just didn't really want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, like, t- tore through the bodyguard. Yeah, I, did, I hadn't even heard anything about it. I just saw it pop up on Netflix. And I was like, mm. oh, yeah, let's try this. Hooked. Totally hooked. Loved the whole thing. Hooked, yeah. I love how he says... So in it, he's Irish. It's Scottish. Like, is he? Yeah. It's weird that I don't know that considering I lived in Scotland. I know. He's, oh, well, maybe he, my mum said he was Scottish. Yeah, he would have been Scottish. Yeah. But he was going ma'am, but it sounded like he was saying mum. Mum, yeah. He's like, yeah, sorry, mum. It's like a, it's like a thing in England where. Do they actually say mum? Ma'am rhyming with ham has a different meaning to mum rhyming with mum thumb <laughs> rum yeah they're like different things oh so, so he's th- actually saying mum no he's saying mom like m-a-a-m mm. but it's like a different thing like when i watched the queen they were like when you speak to the queen you say ma'am as in ham but if you're speaking to like i don't know uh, isabel <laughs> you <laughs> you just say hello yeah you just say hi but yeah he was good you know did you see him in game of thrones yeah, I can't think of who he was. It was Rob Stark. Oh. Yeah. What? Yes. Ah! I'm so 
That's how I heard about it. I was like, this new TV show with Rob Stark in it. And I was like, oh. He absolutely is Rob Stark. Yeah. I'm really bad like that. He's so... I could see you in a TV show and think <laughs> I had never met you before. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, she looks vaguely familiar. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Mm. No, we watched the whole thing and I absolutely loved it. And now that you tell me about that man mum thing, it makes me feel less... Um, I just took the piss all day out of my workmate's boyfriend who Googled whether they were mm. saying mum or ma'am. And it's like, even I could figure out that if it sounds like mum... <laughs> Obviously, he wouldn't call every woman he's ever seen mum. Yeah, otherwise that would be just so insane. (laughs) Everyone's just pretending he's not doing that. (laughs) Me to every man I met. I'm like, hi, daddy. Mm. Um, And then another thing that happened is um, I've got into vaping. (laughs) What? That's not healthy or positive. No, my my friend Phaedra, we we went out for dinner for my birthday when I was in Perth and she like pulled out like a pink vape stick and it was watermelon flavoured. And she was like just give it a give it a go delish okay and it was just i just haven't been able to stop thinking about it since so i'm ordering one (laughs) no grace so does that mean you're gonna not smoke yeah so you're just gonna smoke and and vape (laughs) probably smoke yeah i'm hoping it'll make me not smoke at all Mm. but it's apparently it's that thing where it's like it's meant to be less bad for you than smoking but then you get so addicted to it that you just smoke because the, the level of nicotine you get in it is equivalent to how many cigarettes you have a day. So you'll get like three so milligrams, six milligrams or whatever. And the idea is that like however much you're having, well, if it's like if you smoke an average of 12 cigarettes a day or whatever, it'll give you less nicotine. I don't, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm getting strawberry milkshake flavor. Oh, delish. And a black one, yeah. Mm. That's exciting. Is this these ones that um, everyone's addicted to and they were made illegal somewhere? Oh, in America. Yeah, that's Juul. J-U-U-L. <laughs> so but I think that's slightly different. Juul is like a little USB stick almost. And this is like a full-blown like Yeah, this is just a thing. Vape yeah. thing. My mum vapes. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> what? Donna? Donna? She... Yeah, she's tried to give up ciggies her entire life. Mm. And then she'll always... Um, when I was younger, she used to like box me out in the car. I'd Did be like she? seven yeah. years old and all the windows would be up and she'd be chucking away on ciggies. It's so funny how like times change, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And, I used and you're to have, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Could have a few more brain cells, but hey. Um, yeah, and then she always tries to give up smoking and then she just whips out vapes and then has a bottle of wine and back on the ciggies. Yeah. I think she's given up listening to this podcast so I can start talking shit about Donna. I think she's forgotten how to use the podcast app. <laughs> I love you, Donna. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all that's happened with me. Okay. Turn 25. <laughs> I started vaping. I uh, also watched The Bodyguard. Yes. That was something I was going to talk about until you wrote it in our notes as well. Sorry. Um, I finished a book called Boy Swallows Universe by uh. Trent Dalton. He's an Australian author. It's his first book. What? <laughs> what? I just went, uh, like, in a weird way when you said that. Sorry. I, know, I just remembered you... I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But the time's <laughs> passed, so I continue playing. You said it like you know who that is. I know. That's why I wanted to clarify. But you don't? I don't know. Okay. I remembered how I was supposed to say what book I'd read this week, but I forgot. <laughs> do you want to say no, it? I'll, tell, I'll do it after. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's a coming-of-age book set in the 1980s in Australia, um, and it's his debut novel, and it's getting heaps of heat. Mm. 4.6 on Goodreads, which is what I always go off. Yeah. Um, it was really good. It was actually quite slow in the middle bits but picks up Drag them all around <laughs> all around all right but would you give it a 4.6 um i would give it maybe like a 4.3 okay mm. um 
I went to Kingdom of Rice, which is a Cambodian pop-up in Mascot, of all places. Oh. Um, it's a Maryvale pop-up and really yum. I kind of had no idea what Cambodian food was. Yeah, what is it? It's pretty much Vietnamese. Uh. So there was like banh mi's <laughs> and stuff. I was like, I feel like you guys are really ripping off this other country. Um, but it was yum. And I joined, well, I joined ClassPass, you know that app? Yes. Do you know it? Yeah, where it, you can go to all different gyms and go to yeah. their classes. Yeah. So I finally joined that and went to a class called, well, a gym called 12 Rounds. And it's kind of like the new F45. I can see your face. You're so bored. I'm not bored. It just That just... It's not fun. The idea of that. I hate yeah. it. So... Anton kind of talked me into it. I think I was half asleep and he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. And then I tried to message him and get out of it and he wasn't letting me um, because I've been trying to start working out again and it just hasn't been happening. Um, And so we went and it was like a full-blown kind of scary gym, like very intense music, Mm. like... And you went together. Yeah, we we work out together. But it's not really cute. We usually have a fight. <laughs> I feel like I'd have a fight if I yeah. went out with Zuck because you'd be like, "You're running wrong," and I'd be like, oh, "Fuck you!" And then yeah. we just storm out. Yeah. So the first time we went for a run together, we got uh, like thirty meters <laughs> down the driveway, and he was running too fast for me, and I was like, "I knew you were gonna do this," and kind of yelled at him and walked home. Yeah. And then we tried to do a run, which is kind of like you guys have city to surf here, mm. right? It's like sort of like that, but in New Zealand. And he was like, oh, it'll be fun. We'll join it together. And his whole family were doing it. So it yeah. would have felt like I was this evil girlfriend if I didn't do it with them. Yeah. But I hate running and I was really anti it. And I did not want to run with his family. Um, and so we joined up to that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll run with you. It'll be so fun. Within 10 seconds, he got all like jumpy. And he was kind of like, I just want to go ahead. Like, I just want to get a good time. And he just ran off. And so for an hour... I was just walk running with all these children around me. And Alone. by the time I got to the end, yeah, because he left. I was so furious. Oh but then his gosh. dad and sisters are there, like, ready to high five me. Yes. I was like, hello. The classic family. I need a minute with him. Um, yeah, so we did that. But it was kind of good because they separated us. So we didn't really have a chance <laughs> to fight. <laughs> is it like the, like, um, is it like the... <laughs> different stages like f45 yeah so like there's, a circuit or there's whatever, yeah. 12 different mm. stations and you do three minute workouts at each and then you get to the end and it's over do you have a favorite um i like boxing yeah i think i would like boxing mm. i have a sneaking suspicion i might turn to Gigi hadid if i go to the gym <laughs> I know. i'm like oh i really like this boxing i'd love to learn how I to keep just box waiting like for them. this sport that i'll just love doing so much that it turns me into a supermodel yes i feel like they were already quite good looking before they did boxing I know. It is the funny thing, isn't it, with people, with models especially, where you're like, you put in more effort than 80, like 90% of the population to look good and you just look better than everyone, even if you didn't do anything. Yes. Mm. So now I'm really sore and I can't bend. Which everyone keeps saying, oh, that's a good feeling. I'm like, it's really not. No, it's not. Yeah. I had an Epsom salts bath. No, I don't have a bath. Mm. You can come over and use mine if you want. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, what else have I done this week? Oh, nothing much. I've sort of been, oh, I've been like avoiding work events a bit, mm. which is they're all ramping up because of the social season and summer. And there's honestly something going on every single night. And I yeah. feel a bit bad because just, I'm just going to nothing. But it's so nice to just spend some time at home. Yeah, it's also that thing of like a weird side effect of our job. I was talking to someone about it a couple of weeks ago where it's like you 
actually end up drinking every single night of the week if you go to every work event hmm. because it's like and then we have this yeah because you you go you have a whole work day and then you go and you go to a work event and sometimes it'll be nice or it'll be in a nice location but you're still like working like you're still well you're not hanging out with your friends and you can't relax completely you're still on yeah like and, and chatting and, with people you and don't then really there's, out, to. there's like free nice alcohol there so you're kind of not going to say no <laughs> Yeah, and but you can end up then drinking even if you don't drink a lot, like you know, four nights in a row, Mm. and then yeah, and it's just long, long days, long nights. It's so nice though. Like I get lots of FOMO when I see other people there, Mm. all over Instagram, everyone there. I'm like, that would have been nice, but also it's just nice chilling at home. We went to the park last night and like made dinner and went to the park and had beers. That looked really nice. Mm. I saw that on. There's so many dogs at that park. It's the best (laughs) thing ever. Uh, cool. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> should we actually talk about something substantial? Yes. What has caught your attention this week? Um, so it's not. It's interesting. We're talking about work-life balance. Actually, this hasn't caught my attention this week because I think she actually wrote it a couple of weeks ago. But it's something I've been thinking about a lot as mm-hmm. well, which is that Ariana Huffington wrote an open letter to Elon Musk. Um, He did an interview with the New York Times where he said that he works 120-hour weeks and sometimes only sleeps two to three hours a night when he goes into work and that that's just, you know, a byproduct of building something massive and being an entrepreneurial genius and blah, blah, blah. Um, And she, I don't know, did you you remember a few years ago she wrote a book about sleep and about how important sleep is? and, Mm -hmm. and, And so she's said that you're promoting a really unhealthy idea by saying that to be good at your job this is how you need to operate 120 hour weeks that's not possible for me if i worked over 60 i think i'd yeah that's like triple what we currently work right how much would he be sleeping yeah he said sometimes he sleeps like two or three hours a night and she said to quote said article to cite just one study after 17 to 19 hours without sleep we begin to experience levels of cognitive impairment equivalent to a blood alcohol level of 0.5 percent just under the threshold for being legally drunk. No business leader would hire people who came to work drunk, so don't model that behavior to your employees. End quote. So it's this idea, I've been reading a book, well, I haven't actually been reading, but I've been meaning to read. I gave it to my mum. A book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And there's just a lot around at the moment about the importance of sleep and how like, not sleeping substantially for a long time in a row is actually tantamount to brain damage. Mm. I think... Um, it's a very modern thing and we fall into it where you just become so obsessed with your job that it becomes like your whole life kind of and then you can let things other things in your life like fall by the wayside and I liked that Ariana Huffington called out Elon Musk being like you don't need to operate this way like yeah. this is kind of a myth like you can still do your job well without ruining the rest of your life and it. actually on um I only just caught up with the high low but a couple of weeks ago you probably listened to it you know how they did that big thing on alcohol and how jen oh, have you not no, listened? i haven't heard it yeah oh. no. <laughs> i'll let them know i'll send them an email to the mailbag um jen z mm. which is the generation after millennials um they i think it was i don't know me with my statistics <laughs> around 20 percent of gen zers don't drink ever so they don't touch any alcohol really? ever. Like they don't. It's not like a cool thing to do anymore to go to parties. And like obviously that's a that's a positive thing if people are choosing not to drink. But kind of what Pandora and Dolly were saying on the episode of the High Low was that like it's 
it's sort of a lot about well they they interviewed a couple of girls and it seemed to be a lot about the fact that everyone's trying to do everything and everyone's yeah. focused on their careers and on like having a side hustle and on doing all these things and on basically creating like the Instagram perfect life because that's so like that's the generation that's completely grown up with Instagram whereas for us it kind of came in yeah. when we were a bit older um, and so they want to look they want to have it all and drinking kind of slows them down they don't want to be instagramming or putting up photos or, or being like messy drunk or anything like that and they want to be focused on work and that's kind of like although yes drinking's not like good for your health it's also just sort of kind of a little bit sad in a way because mm. drinking is so you do have so much fun you make so many good memories you have so many good nights out nights out this is how you make friends and it's just like are we really that obsessed with i don't know having it all or with like yeah with fo- focusing so much on our careers that we're not going to have, like, they're not going to have a yeah, like, childhood or, yeah, like, a, like, those youthful years to remember. Because even today I was in, like, a briefing for a work thing and they were talking, uh, it was, like, a client and they were talking about how, um, what they're finding with this, like, Gen Z is that they're curating a personal brand on Instagram mm-hmm. before they know what to do with it. Like, when they're 16, 17, they're so aware of how important that Instagram presence is that they're curating a version of themselves not even before they even know what they want to do with their careers. Like, yeah, it's or a, who they even are. Yeah, like, you're it, that's that's you create it when you're young and then you figure out how to utilize that later on but you know that it's there it's like creating an asset for yourself it's so strange it's so crazy um but But then i wish i'd thought of that 10 years ago because i would not be sitting here i know (laughs) yeah it's wild but i think that i think with like phones and stuff we have gone quite far in the other direction i think as women as well it's kind of harder because there is this obligation on us now to to be career focused, girl boss, mm. work obsessed. You know, it's like if you're like I like like my job and I care about my job, but I don't want it to be my whole life, and I don't want to be, you know, I want to prioritize my relationship and I want to prioritize my friends. You kind of are you saying that's bit, you? No, I just like you feel like you're letting the side down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you feel like yeah. you feel like you know. Because I think that both you and I really need to work on doing that more yes because i am so guilty of getting so focused on my career or focused on doing things that i like sometimes i realize i haven't seen anton in a week or haven't even really talked to him or really asked how his day was Mm. or even or since when he's answered because i'm too busy on to the next thing and like that's how my brain is i'm very jumpy like anyone who's met me will know they'll be speaking and then suddenly I'll think of something else and I jump around the show and I know it's something my mum does because it's driven me crazy since I was a mm. kid and now I'm noticing I do it. But, <laughs> like, I realise that I'm so busy thinking about all these other elements and with our jobs and even, like, with the added edition of this podcast, like, yeah. if something pops up, I'm like, oh, me and Grace can talk about this. Yeah. I'll quickly message Grace. Or with work, if something pops up, I'm like, oh, I've got to put that on Instagram or maybe write a story about it or see who's doing this and who's doing that. Like, there's a lot of elements. And... Like, I know I'm definitely guilty. This is why I've been trying to not go to work events. Yeah. Because I just need to, like... Sometimes I just feel like my house is, like, a messy or just everything's all over the show because yeah. I haven't taken a second to just sit at home and, like, relax. Totally. And even when I was in Perth, like, I was with my family and I was like, I'm just going to take this entire mm. five days or whatever it was 
to just be with my family. Like I'm going to take emails off my phone. I'm not going to check them on my computer. I'm not going to check like work Instagram. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to spend this time. And I just felt so good afterwards. Like I just felt you, like it, it's kind of like it's a cleanse such a simple in itself. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I just, you don't need, no one is at work is expecting work to be your life. Like we put it on ourselves. It's not, I, mm. I really don't think either of us have bosses who are being like, no make this your whole like it's totally my boss is like yeah when are you leaving yeah have a, for the day have a balance or please. have a lunch yeah. break i'm just like i'll quickly run downstairs grab this two dollar falafel wrap and then run back upstairs <laughs> and i'll eat as i type it's, it, and it's an anxiety thing like we both have anxiety yeah. which is something we want to talk about like at a later point but it, it is that constant like that like there's mm. almost a comfort in there being no rest like yes and, and being the next thing that, like i said to zach i was like my dream scenario for the next year is that I'm like, okay, so next week you've got to fly to this place and next week you've got to fly to this place and then you've got a few days off and you're going to fly here and then you're going to have this and you're going to have these events back to back and then like, like that. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Doesn't freak me out. That makes me feel relaxed and calm. And if someone was like, you're going to have every single night free for the next six months and you're going to start at nine and finish at five and you're going to have nothing to do in between except your like day-to-day job, I feel like I would freak out. Yeah. So I'm a bit... I'm in the middle, but I'm only in the middle because I hate airports so much that it makes me want to not even travel. I would live in a plane if I could. Yeah, we've talked about this before when we go on trips together. And I, you know how I always arrive literally as the plane's taking off and you're having. Yeah, I just hate them. I can't handle packing. I can't handle the airport queues. I can't handle getting on the plane, being on the plane. I'm not scared of planes, but I'm just like, this is so boring. Get me off. Yeah. I can't sit still for long enough. Yeah. And so I always arrive. Like, Grace will be waiting at me, waiting. At the airport for like 30 minutes. I'm literally minutes. Like rolling my eyes as you're saying this. Like I'm just remembering all the times you've done this to me now. Yeah. Cause, and then I'll leave work and people are going, are you not stressed? And I'm like, no, no. Just because if I miss. I have an anxiety attack if I'm not at the airport like seven hours before the plane takes off. Oh, I hate those people. <coughs> yeah, There's someone like me. that when we were in Mexico. But it was so bad. It was literally they, I'm really sorry, Amanda and Jarjo, if you're listening. <laughs> but they wanted to be at the airport like, yeah, like. Four hours before the flight. Yeah, be and we already had, I think we're going Mexico, LA, LA, Sydney. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And so it was going to be like 24 hours and they wanted to spend an extra <laughs> two at the airport. I love being in an airport. Yeah. So I pushed back until they got angry. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not un- like. It's like you. Yeah. Not angry, but I was like, we're, we're no. not doing this time. Yeah. <laughs> Airports. Apologies. It's a way to bring out a bitch in me. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, everyone have a better have a better work life balance. Says us. Go to the beach. 
do something after work. You don't even go to the Read beach. Read a book. I've been thinking about the beach lately. Mm. Grace discovered the beach last, um, well, it was probably coming up two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was our anniversary recently. Yeah, so I realised, which I like my favourite thing in the world is to go to the beach and read a book. I'm not an adventures kind of gal. I just like being outdoors, reading a book, mm. getting some sun, yeah. having a wee swim. No walks, nothing. Yeah. And I realised that our, in our entire friendship, which was like quite packed condensedly, <laughs> but day in, day out, we'd never been to the beach together. Um, and then Grace like admitted that she hates the beach. Yeah. We were like, I was over Izzy's one day and we were like a bit hungover in her pool. Remember when you had a pool? That was yeah, so hectic. so nice. And you were like, should we go to the beach? And I was like... <laughs> it's time to have the discussion. And you were like, Grace? Talk. And I was like, what? And you were like, should we go to the beach? And I was like, no. You knew the talk was coming. I knew it was coming. And then we talked about it and then we put it off and then we went. And then I got there and I was like, this is heaven. It was like a child. Rolling I was like, around. I was like, bou- I was like splashing around. I was so happy. But um, yeah. Shall we have another glass of wine? Yes. And then get into the next topic since you're bone dry and staring at me. <laughs> Another thing that I um, loved this week, I know I've talked about it back to back, <laughs> like I really, um, I love my comforts, <laughs> don't go outside the box, just talk about the same things every week, yeah. um, the Cuts podcast, so episode two came out and I actually made Grace listen to it, that's how much I loved it. Yeah, it's the first time I've listened to it. Yeah, did you like to it? last week. Yeah, it's great. It's really um, and it was about, so off the back of the Me Too movement, um, these women in media in the US started a it was called I, I'm pretty sure it was called shitty men in media Google Doc and added hundreds and hundreds of women in media to this Google Doc which had the names of men and a description of how they were assholes or how they'd like I don't know done something bad and it ranged from either full-blown sexual assault to just like pushy at a party or doesn't take no for an answer or kind of just creepy like just creepy yeah, or, yeah yeah creepy yeah. emails or just a bit seedy or just like watch out for him and that spread everywhere um which i didn't really know did you know that much about that i think it was very new york like i think yeah. it was very like mm. like the way they talk about it they're like it mm. happened and then we were there was one night where we all just sat up watching in real time as people added to it and it updated or whatever so obviously we were pretty out of that which is so crazy yeah but i remember the first time i heard about it was when and they talk about it in that podcast the cut was deciding whether or not to report on it which mm. would be a really hard mm. like, yeah. thing to figure out um and then they did they reported on it when the person who created it came forward and she wrote about why she created it so that was the first time I'd heard about it. Yeah, right. And I was kind of like, oh, what is this thing? Mm. Um, but on episode two of this podcast, they talk about the first sort of shitty man list. And it was actually at Brown University in the US um, on a bathroom wall in the in 1990. And all these... <laughs> Sorry, your face. You're like, it feels weird because I'm talking to you. 
but I'm not talking to you because you already know this. I'm talking yeah, to everyone else. So you just did these like surprised eyebrows, but I know you already know this. I know. Why'd I do those? I'm just <laughs> see them. I'm like, oh, oh really? shocking. <laughs> but it's because, you know, you kind of want a reaction. I know. So I appreciate I the eyebrows. encourage you, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, and they, it was like a, you know, unofficially called a rape list because all these women in, br- in this brown bathroom, women's bathroom, were going in and riding on the bathroom stalls, which men to watch out for. It's crazy, hey. Mm. It just I think what was interesting about that podcast is that they said that it's 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 the same thing in the sense where people are like, should these lists exist? Like are they ethical? Is it is it ethical to to write people's names and give no context and put them blah blah blah. But the the women in both were being like the question should be why is the, the legal framework so bad that people have to resort to this? Mm. Should we you insert know? a soundbite? Yes. Okay, cool. The administration realized they weren't going to be able to solve this in the bathroom. They were going to have to address it publicly. There was a lot of hand-wringing going on. And then finally, the head dean said, well, then let's, we, we ought to call, let's gather all the students. Yeah. Let's talk about this. The meeting started and the dean stood up. And it was packed. There was standing room only. So I look out and I see 300 men and women wearing red shirts. So the dean starts talking, and three minutes into his remarks, a, a female student in the audience stood up. She didn't say anything, didn't disrupt. She just stood up out of her seat. And he looked at her, and he thought, okay, well, I'll just keep on talking. So he kept on talking, and three minutes later, another woman stood up. I think he eventually said, I see that students are standing. Somebody likes to tell me what's going on. And one of them said, every three minutes a woman gets raped. Do you think that the these lists should exist? Do you think there's ethical problems with them existing? What's uh, um, your feeling about it? I think that... Just for context quickly, sorry. The woman who created it is now being sued by one of the men on the list for one... million dollars yeah but he's also suing every single person he's suing every he's trying to sue every single person that edited it read it opened it blah 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 yeah as a joke i know it's crazy but it like in that that's the context in which to be like what do you think it's the yeah yes list no list list okay so regarding the list in at brown in 1990 i think yes because there was no other really way to communicate back then there was no social media there was no i mean not that you would you couldn't text someone and warn them or you couldn't like if you didn't know someone it'd be really hard to get in touch with them and let them know about some creepy guy i feel like that's kind of fine and especially because that list at brown was very like it wasn't a rape list it was very much just like this guy's a creep this that guy's a creep and i guess the shitty men media list is basically that but in a google doc but i just worry about that because i don't know i don't know why i worry about that i think because the kind of the allegations were so varied that sometimes it's like is it worth putting a guy on a list that's going to be seen by thousands of people and a lot of people they probably work with and like will maybe be detrimental to their career if like maybe they're a bit drunk at a party and hit on you and you weren't keen like I just I don't know if it's worth tarnishing a name for that but I definitely think it's worth people knowing if they're got a danger to you yeah that's what's really hard about it because it's like We've, I think we've, this is something we've talked about ourselves recently where, like, you'd like to live in a bubble of, like, uh, my internet habits are separate from my work and what I do, you know, whatever is different to 
blah, blah. The reality of it is that everything is interconnected. So you can't just go on and be like, hey, yeah, this guy like hit on me at a party once and now I'm going to wipe my hands clean of it. Like there are repercussions to that because this document has been taken really seriously. And yeah. I think that the way a lot of people would have contributed it to it would have been in the context of thinking like, you're the people who are going to read this, the 50 other people in the document who are all my friends who all know this shit anyway, but it's good to know. And yes, so it's been published yeah, and yeah. on the internet to millions of people. And if you knew that, you would change what you decided to write in a doc, like what you would write in a document that would go to fifty people would be very different to what you'd put on public record. Yeah, what you'd write in a DM to your friends. Is yeah, very exactly. Yeah. And it's like making that line in the sand, which is really hard because it's like there are people that, you know, there are guys that we went to high school with or were friends with who have probably made us feel uncomfortable at one point in time or done something creepy. I would definitely not want when you googled their name mm. for it to come up with like sexual harasser you yeah. know like and I, even I, yeah. um, how one woman was like oh i i saw an allegation made against a man which was her which my was, allegation yeah that but someone, someone else, else had put in there because i told them about it yeah which i find is kind of like she was fine about it she was just being like it's crazy that that many people knew that someone else wrote it on my behalf but it's also like that's your prerogative yeah, and if that guy knows that he that you're the only person yeah. that he did that to, yeah. he's going to be like, well, obviously that was you. you. It. Yeah, it's it's difficult, and I do think it's difficult because it like it it um, tends to lump people into one category, which I found has always been the problem. The one problem I've had with Me Too is that people are like, oh, the Me Too era, Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like three those very three different. things are so different. Like yep. even to put Aziz Ansari and Harvey Weinstein in the same sentence is like yeah, the most like ridiculous, complicated, dumb thing to do. And I think with that document, it's a similar thing where if it's a document ranging from rapists rapists to the, the reality is like we live in a society that expects men to, to take initiative with women with dating and romance mm. and blah 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 okay whether make that's the first what we move. want make the first but move also, women like, i get yeah. worried when some people say that they play hard to get and then that they really want to be chased like i'm i'm like that makes lines very blurry in terms of chasing because yeah, you could be like i'm not keen but you actually mean you're keen and then like in terms of that, I'm kind of like, that's just a bit confusing. Let's yeah, all just and it's like the say what we mean. Of, yeah, the nature of romance is that sometimes it's messy and awkward and stumbly and fumbly and that you'll get a guy that, you know, just because he comes on to you and you don't like it doesn't make it uh, – uh, that sounded terrible. Like, I mean, just if a guy – there are obviously lines about what's proper and what's not proper, but – some of those things that were in that document just felt like mm. stumbling through dating and flirting badly. Yeah. Like, like yeah. just misreading Like you would be, yeah, you would be like, don't do that again. Like go away. I'm not keen. Yeah. But like that if would a guy's like, oh, like puts his arm around you and it's just like, you look so pretty tonight or something like that's, you know, I, I yeah, that would make you feel really uncomfortable and, and that's weird. But yeah. it, as long as it's not like the CEO of your company and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired if yeah, he, absolutely. if I reject him. Like if it's someone, a co-worker or something, and they're just misreading a situation, mm. being lumped in on a list with people that are, are being accused by multiple women of, of violence or sexual assault, I can see how you would then be like, well – this whole system is a mess. Aunt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. And I actually 
like it's probably gonna sound crazy to say but when I was younger I didn't even really think twice about well I mean I'd get annoyed but it wouldn't be a strange thing to happen to be at a bar or at a club and for someone to like grab you yeah. and I would be like that's annoying fuck off leave me alone yes but I would never then like ever really think twice about it which I think is maybe a sign that things needed to change and I'm happy mm. that they are changing and that now men wouldn't do that but I just don't think that like that guy who was drunk and who was brought up and like in the culture that that was okay to then have their lives ruined yeah like it's yeah. like just we need to be honest about how it was like when the Zansari thing happened, I was like, if we want to punish every single man who's been creepy after a first date, like like humiliate him and stop him from working, we won't have a fucking functioning economy because mm. that's like See, that's where every dude we've met at some point has misread a situation, has probably been creepier than they intended to, has been like pushy for sex. You know, mm. look, 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 I'm not saying it's okay, it's absolutely not okay, but if you're going to take one guy up and pretend that this isn't the norm... Yeah. You're just sweeping the whole problem under the rug. What I liked about the is and Sari, um, I just remembered going back to this that we differed on our opinions here. Yes. What I liked about the fact that that came to light. It's like a full traffic incident. <laughs> <laughs> it's us having a fight. Um, what I did. Oh, come on. <laughs> what I did like about the Aziz and Sari story and for anyone who's not familiar basically he's a actor comedian guy and a woman came forward and about him and said that basically he was really pushy on a first date he pressured her into having sex with him she's not saying that it was they didn't have sex oh they didn't have no, sex but, but it was he, just he, he was kind of, pressuring things on her and she yeah. kind of felt awkward and didn't know how to say no and it was just it was a bit blurry and weird and anyway it's, and it was very poorly reported on like yeah, they didn't yeah. fact check a lot of it it was they didn't get her name they didn't like they got her name emo- but they didn't publish they, it they didn't publish it it was they very called like Grace, didn't yeah they? i know it wasn't me it was very <laughs> emotively written like it wasn't written in like the way you're taught when yeah. you're a journalist to well write that's very like because none yeah. of the big publications would have picked the story out yeah it was just a bit of a like schmozzle and it kind of my thing straight away was like this is going to undermine all the good stuff that me too yeah doing. so yeah. i agree with you on that point but what i do love about it is it brings into the into play those blurry lines of consent which i feel are kind of where we need to start from like yes. everyone kind of knows not to go and wait in a park and try and attack a woman but it's like there are all these things that have happened to so many women i know to women everywhere like my best friends um you know my family members where it's like those blurry lines of consent where you wake up in the morning and you can't remember what's happened or you feel really icky or you've been pressured by a guy and you didn't really want to go there. And I think that that is a Zansari thing at least started that conversation because it was so debatable about whether he deserved to be, obviously he doesn't deserve to be in the same sentence as Harvey Weinstein, but it's like, this is such a familiar thing that so many girls have experienced, but why have we all had to experience it? It's like, if a girl is kind of, is, if a girl is showing signs that she's not keen, if she's verbally saying she's not keen, if she seems uncomfortable, if she is too drunk, it's like, that should be a no. And I feel like that's where we need to like start the teaching. Totally. And that's so much more relatable to you guys we know. Yeah. Than saying than Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. They'll be like, yeah, Harvey Weinstein's bad. Don't 
sexually assault yeah. dozens of women. Like we know that mm. that's not our problem. But yeah. Aziz Ansari, it's like if you, you you can see yourself in that and feel uncomfortable with it, and it's like that's the tension point that you should be looking at. Yes, because it's not. It, uh, this this issue is so complicated like it's actually so fucking complicated because yeah. like we say men are taught like women want you to chase them and, and women mm. are taught don't give something away too quickly and there's got to be a game of like cat and mouse yeah. with dating and like even when I was like dating a, a couple of years ago it was that thing of don't reply too quickly mm. Don't, and I was like fuck that I'm just going to be like yeah I'm free this day yeah we can go you know and then I felt like dumb for that because i felt like that didn't work and i'm like if these are the dynamics that we're setting up it can be confusing and people can misread it and take it the wrong way or take it too far have you ever watched the ted talk where it's um it's like a rape yeah rapist and the the girl he raped and it's i think it's i'll bring it up now but it's um hold on <laughs> it's Thordis Elva, and she was 16, and Tom Stranger, who was actually Australian, I didn't know that, an 18-year-old, he was a foreign exchange student, and they were dating. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, what happened was they were boyfriend-girlfriend, but obviously 16 and 18, like, quite young, went to a party, they were drinking, and they hadn't really, like, I don't think she'd ever really gotten super drunk before, and then they ended up, well, having sex, but the next day she didn't remember anything and she was she blacked out and felt like he had sexually assaulted her and he had obviously felt the same because they didn't they just completely broke up and didn't talk again after that or they like completely drifted apart like the next day it was just this weird unspoken thing where both people knew something weird had happened Um. and then she wrote him a letter years later like 20 years later or something because she still it was something that had really affected her life and he wrote back and it was something that had really affected his life and it's kind of weird and it's really controversial because a lot of people when they do this TED talk together are kind of like well he should be in jail if he's admitting to raping her but I think it's like I think it's quite a necessary conversation because Mm. this was an 18 year old boy who didn't really know like that was his girlfriend yeah and they were drunk and he didn't know that because she was so drunk she was drunk to the point that she wouldn't feel like it was consensual and I feel like that's a really important conversation that needs to happen yeah, like totally. you need to know that just because they're your girlfriend or your wife or just because or if they're drunk like it, it I feel like they're doing like quite a great thing that they're I think so speaking it's about it thing of like it's a lot easier to think of uh, a rapist or someone who sexually assaults as being like a monster and it's a lot harder mm. to think of them as being a three-dimensional human being yeah. who could actually like you know uh not not all the time obviously but you know it's it's harder to think of them as a fully formed person because what they do is so disgusting and heinous but by the same token if your attitude is that we want to fix this and prevent this from happening th- these are the kind of difficult conversations that you need to have shall we wrap this up yes. at uh, sexual assault again god we promise we wouldn't get serious and this time it's just like we got serious but Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, Once again, rate, review, subscribe. Please share on your Instagram. We're getting some feedback from people who aren't directly related to us. (laughs) Which is positive. So we're pretty obsessed with that. Yeah. I love, like, your direct messages on Instagram. I got a really lovely one today, which I will share with you. Yes, I haven't told you yet. Um. Another lovely review. We love it. It's nice. It makes our day. 
probably my favorite feedback I've had so far is from friends of mine who um, live remotely or live overseas where they don't have close friends around them or close family around them and I've had feedback from quite a few of my friends just saying that like listening to our podcast every week makes them feel like they're in the room with us and it makes them feel like they're having a girly catch-up and having wines and that just warms my heart like my best friend is in Perth I never get to see her she has two young kids yeah and you know she says that like it's like her meditation listening to us and just being able to zone out and be like I just had a catch-up with my mates yeah that's so nice you're invited next time yeah fly from Perth yes Faye just said the same thing yeah how nice is it and even just other people who I'm not that close with just being like it's just nice to travel away from reality for a bit with Izzy and Grace on a Pinot Noir boat (laughs) bye bye see you next week hear you next week Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.